The following is a presentation of the Recycling Council of Alberta's 2019 Sea Change Conference held October 2nd to 4th in Jasper, Alberta. The RCA would like to thank our supporters for making this conference possible, including Platinum Sponsor, GFL Environmental, and the sponsor of this session, the Canadian Electrical Stewardship Association. This segment is focused on the Alberta Baseline EPR project. It features Peter DeMong, Ward 14 Councillor, and Jason London from the City of Calgary Waste and Recycling Services. Peter has 18 years experience as a business owner and 25 years of logistics management. His experience helps him better understand the recycling needs of Alberta businesses. Jason works in strategic policy and planning and advocates for extended producer responsibility and regional partnerships. I'm Peter Mong. Thank you. Um, I'm going to put up the first slide, and this is this slide was originally made for our AUMA convention last week. I'll leave it up for a moment, but I have the feeling most of you know just as much, if not more, about this than I do. And yeah, I realize that. And flower shop owner, warehouse management, what the hell am I doing in recycling? I don't know. Um, but 15 years ago, would have you, I, I, you would have wondered the same thing. Before my time on council, I worked in the field of logistics management, owned a small flower shop. Back then, my main reason for recycling was, was simply to please my wife and my daughters and do the right thing. Uh, not that I felt it wasn't important, it's just I was more concerned managing my home and my business. Um, but as my responsibilities expanded the, uh, to managing the city of Calgary too, recycling became more than an altruistic act. It became about efficient management of, of the city that I had been elected to oversee. So what does that have to do with EPR? It's important because EPR would help me manage the city of Calgary in a lot of different ways. China's ban on recyclable commodity imports has hit almost everybody hard, with the exception of those, that, those few with a full EPR program, even then to a certain extent. For Calgary, this meant a huge drop in revenue from the sale of recyclable commodities, a capital investment in a recycling facility, and yes, increased operating costs and risk. That is beyond what any municipality or taxpayer should be capable of sustainably dealing with. For us, this led to a very public failure where plastic had been stored for a while, waiting an end market, sorry Rick, um, eventually had to be landfilled. It was just too costly to store anymore. Days afterwards, Airdrie was putting plastic into our landfill as well. And the fact that the producers of paper and packaging like Unilever, Loblaws, and Walmart are already pricing their products nationally to account for their EPR commitments in other parts of the country, you have to realize that Albertans are actually paying twice to deal with the recycling problems that we have. Obviously, we think EPR is a huge step forward to solving some of these problems. To, it eliminates the cost and risks of recycling for many municipalities and empowers industry to find solutions. 37 municipalities in Alberta have signed on to further the development of an EPR program in Alberta. Specifically, they have agreed to participate in a study outlining the current state of recycling in Alberta with an eye towards EPR in the future. This group represents over 70% of the Alberta population and a variety of types of municipalities. Of course, AUMA, or Alberta Urban Municipality Association, are also involved. The RMA, their country cousin, Rural Municipality Association, has also officially endorsed EPR. That basically covers all of Alberta. Jason London from the City of Calgary has been our point man for the study that he has tagged ACES, and he will be walking you through the preliminary findings. Come on up, Jason. Yeah, and if, if you haven't noticed, if you haven't been paying attention since we got here or been at previous conferences, 
There's no such thing as a worthy program or project in Alberta if it doesn't have the acronym. That's the whole point here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I do want to take a second, just before I get into this, I want to just uh, a thank you to Councillor DeMong for championing this project. He's really picked up on this. It was February of this year that uh, we brought a notice of motion to Council. Councillor DeMong brought the notice of motion um, asking City of Calgary administration to work with um, municipalities from, a, from across country. And that, that's how this, this whole thing got started. So thank you to him. Um, so this is the ACES project, and I'll tell you about it in a little bit and exactly what it does. But first of all, I want to talk about our partners. Um, we had four funding partners on this project who went back to their councils or to their companies and got money and brought it forward and let us actually run, run this study. Cities of Calgary and Edmonton, AUMA, and of course the Canadian Stewardship Services Alliance were the funding partners. But our partners didn't stop there. We also had other people around the table. The cities of St. Albert, Town of Whitecourt, bringing the other, other uh, municipality perspectives. Uh, sorry, I'm going to go back. The rural, muni rural Municipalities of Alberta to represent rural views, the RCA, subject matter experts in recycling and EPR. <clears throat> and of course, we brought in the government of Alberta. We wanted to have somebody there observing who was understanding what we were doing. So from these partners, we organized a governance committee who provided oversight on the project and a project team be on the ground, find and manage a consultant to actually make this happen. What did the study do? Why, why, why were we doing it? First of all, we wanted to understand the current state in Alberta, what's happening with the collection of paper and packaging products, what municipalities are offering curbside, who's using depots, um, are they offering the service in-house or is it contracted service, and what do they do with the materials once they're collected, and importantly, what are the costs? The second half of the study was the future state. What we wanted to imagine and, and think about designing what Alberta might look like, what collection of paper and packaging might look like with an EPR framework on the ground. And that was some of the first work of the governance committee and project team was to get together and talk about that vision. And then once we had that vision in place, we could really start thinking about what the benefits and risks and challenges were. And so you see on that little chart on the bottom there, really, we're only, we're only sitting on the first two boxes right now, so this is the path we hope to continue down in Alberta. And in this province and in recycling across the country, um, there are a lot of stakeholders in these systems. And almost all of you are in the audience representing all of these stakeholders, and I think I can attest to the fact that each of you has a different perspective of what EPR is, what it does, and what it means to you. So we wanted to be sure that in this study, when we talked about risks and benefits and challenges, it was for all stakeholders, not just for municipalities or producers. So what I want to do is give you a little sneak peek into the data. The, the study is in draft form right now, so these are, these are all what I would still call preliminary numbers. Uh, final report is expected at the end of this month, at, and we'll be able to talk about this a lot more definitively. So first thing is that a large a large portion of Albertans have access to curbside recycling. Um, and it gets a little bit of a surprise to me that even in our, in our smaller municipalities, 50% of Albertans have access to curbside recycling programs. That does, I mean, there's 50% there and 70 in the one above or 75. I mean, there are still a lot of Albertans accessing recycling in, in other ways. It's, it's not just curbside, but it was a high number. It's a surprise for me. I just want to take a second here and talk about this um, 
you know, the percentage of households who receive service and is provided in-house by municipalities may not seem super important, but as part of the data gathering exercise that the consultants did this summer, uh, it became clear that there were different levels of data available in municipalities and had a lot to do with how they procured their services. Um, For large cities and even the medium-sized cities, there was a lot more in-house provision of services. They had access to a lot of data. And as municipalities got smaller, it was more likely that they were contracting services. And only in a few cases do those contracts actually contemplate giving the kind of data back to municipalities that will be important as we move into an EPR world. It's just something to consider moving forward uh, in future contracting decisions. Very simple slide. Easiest ones, populations on the left, recycling costs on the right. 80% of Alberta's population resides in a city, town, village, any of, any of those. And only 20% of our population are in rural areas, in municipal districts and counties. So I think the real story here is when you look at how the costs are divided, is that those small municipalities are picking up a lot bigger chunk of the costs. The other two are pretty in line, the big cities and the medium municipalities. So why is that? Is there a reason? I think we've talked about it already in the last day and a half. Um, You know, these smaller municipalities are servicing less dense, um, lower population areas. They have to move materials farther to market. So it's just, again, it's going to be important as we get into when we talk about the future state and talking about making sure that nobody's left behind in this system, that this, this is going to be important. And the big numbers. So this slide shows the total tons of material collected and recycled in Alberta in 2018. And so based on this data and data we've seen in other provinces, this is telling us early on that it looks like Alberta may be collecting and recycling more material than some of the other provinces, even where there's EPR programs on the ground. Why, Why would that be? I think there probably is a good reason. For a long time, or for how long have we been told that Alberta is the largest waste generator in Canada? That's 1,000 kilograms per person per year. Well, I think that also means that as part of generating more waste, we generate more recycling. There's, there's just more, more consumerism here. And then the last column, which is the residual. What's left over? What are we collecting for no reason because it's, because it's ending up in a landfill? It's not actually being recycled. And... In an EPR world, when we get to the future state, I'll, but I'll talk about it now, I think there are three ways that, that EPR can address that. Um, the promotion education is going to continue to be important so people know what to put in their blue boxes and blue carts. Um, the importance of technology, the provincial economies of scale that producers have. Um, in BC, meant they built two brand new facilities to actually really separate materials well. More material goes through that MRF or those container recycling facilities and gets to the end where it can actually be recycled. And then, of course, uh, the packaging choices that producers make in an EPR world where they're incentivized to keep costs down. So that was the first half of the study. And like I said, there's a lot more data in that report, uh, and I'll be happy to share it with people once we have the final and it's been approved by our governance committee. Um, But then we're going to talk about the future state and really where, where we could go with regulation on the ground in Alberta to make this happen. 
And this slide, and, and it's going to lead into the next slide as well, really sum up what the future state vision would look like here in Alberta for EPR. And it's, again, some of the things you've heard from Usman this morning, talking about outcomes-based regulation, these are all outcomes that we would ask to be contemplated. So yeah, recycling needs to be easy for citizens. It needs to be easy to understand and easy to use. And this is where I was talking about the difference between the models across this province. EPR needs to provide for convenience and consistency and for an equitable level of service across the province. It doesn't mean equal. It's not going to be the same. It doesn't mean everybody's going to have curbside recycling. But Albertans need to be able to access recycling infrastructure. And one of the concerns that we actually heard last week at the AUMA conference uh, after our presentation was from a, a small rural municipality. And the gentleman had been in British Columbia, lived through EPR, uh, and they still have concerns about the level of service in some of those rural communities. And now it's my understanding that uh, the BC Ministry of Environment has recently approved Recycle BC's latest stewardship plan, and that there are, that's one of the things that they asked them to address. That, that's something that is happening in BC. Make sure that equitable access happens. Um, EPR is going to add value to the Alberta economy. That, that's going to be part of the vision. Um, of course, uh, as in other jurisdictions where there's EPR, small businesses uh, have some level of protection, and there's an exemption based on how much packaging they're bringing into the province or perhaps what their annual level of revenue is. Really important, um, again, this is about empowering industry. This is not just, uh, not just a transfer of financial responsibility, but of operational responsibility as well. And of course, our environmental focus. EPR in Alberta needs to ensure improved environmental outcomes. Again, we're talking about outcomes. This is what regulation should do, set proper outcomes, and a move towards a more circular economy. So you would hope for a reduction in packaging on the market. Listening to Ruben this morning, he mentioned that hasn't happened yet in, 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 from what he understands in BC, but we would like it here. For packaging that's on the market, more of it's readily recyclable, easier to d divert. Um, reduced contamination, increased commodity quality. And that last one, in this day and age, I'm sure everybody, if you haven't seen CBC Marketplace last Friday, you've heard about it. <laughs> uh, but, but it's important. We need to know the end fate of our materials. And it's much easier to know the end fate of our materials if they're being managed here in Canada. And again, so we have a lot of stakeholders. They all have different roles and responsibilities. But um, the work that was done really kind of clarified this for us, that we all have different roles to play. Governments set clear policy objectives, establish regulatory frameworks, and specify targets or outcomes. Producers take the lead on design and implementation of the program in response to legislation. Municipalities have the opportunity to continue as the collection interface with residents. They could basically be a collection contractor to that producer responsibility program. But they also will have the option, or hope to have the option, to hand it over to producers completely. And then the system has to keep track of what's actually happening. Somebody has to monitor the progress and conduct enforcement to ensure that the outcomes are being met. And as I mentioned previously, um, we need to understand the benefits of EPR. And so I'm just going to ask Councillor DeMong to come back up and talk about some of those benefits. because both of us were too shy to do the whole entire presentation on our own. <laughs> so for now, let's set aside the, the, the mass. 
let's set aside the massive impact that EPR could have on, on the amount of recoverable solid waste that finds its way into the landfills and worse waterways, oceans, etc. Not a lot of ocean side in Alberta, but we get the gist. Um, EPR in Alberta, as, as you've got on the sign out here somewhere, I can't remember where you put it, but recycling saves GHG gases. Uh, the amount of is, is actually quite huge. In Alberta, it could reduce emissions of greenhouse gases by up to 150,000 tons annually. Um, I like this screen because it actually puts it in perspective for me. It's, it's really hard. I tried, I was, just to kind of digress for a minute, I was actually in charge of the committee that brought forward composting into the city of Calgary three or four years ago. And it was always fascinating because I kept asking my department to give me some kind of a pictogram of what 70,000 tons of compostable material looked like. They never did, but I still think that would have been a great picture. Um, so, but that's why I like this kind of a phrase. It, I mean, you just do some of the, some of the equivalents. Uh, the equivalent of manufacturing almost 7 million bags of cement. Uh, equivalent of the emissions of 150,000 households worth of trash in a year. Uh, powering 150,000, no, 75,000 homes for a year. Heating them for four months. Uh, it's the equivalent of, getting, of, of driving around the earth 16,843 times or taking 30,000 cars off the road. Now... I'm going to digress yet again. I'm getting frustrated because, and, and I, shouldn't, I should be careful how I word this, so I'm not going to get frustrated. It concerns me when I see every Friday students taking class, time out of school to march for climate change. Don't get me wrong, it's a very valid, absolutely critical thing to, for them to do, and I think it's a fantastic program to start with. hope they're making up for the extra school time. But if they knew that, it, that, that just basically doing the most basic recycling could save this much on GHG gases. Why isn't that even part of the conversation out there? I just don't understand. Sorry, I'll be, be, go back to normal stuff. Um, I'm sure I don't have to tell anyone here about the already significant contribution that recycling makes to the economy in Alberta. But I do want to point out that EPR could expand that contribution. We're estimating that the additional tonnage to be collected and managed could add as many as 280 direct, indirect, and induced jobs to our economy. Uh, could help result in a reduction of landfill costs by up to $3 million from Alberta municipalities. That's just the beginning. The real fun begins when the EPR starts to drive the change to a circular economy, as we've talked about in this convention all weekend. An example, there's a company called Full Circle, Full Circle Plastics, located in Nobleford, Alberta, who attended this conference last year. They use locally sourced, 100% post-consumer, post-industrial plastics to create a variety of recycled plastic products. Why is that even in this speech? Um, so, in, in, sum in summary, the sky is the limit for companies like this when EPR is adopted. Um, there's no telling what the new products, jobs, industries are going to look like. Um, I don't do a lot of public speaking. Uh, when I started this journey, I was actually convinced I was going to have to explain to 87 MLAs the value of an EPR program. It's become completely clear to me that I need to ed actually educate 4 million Albertans so that they can convince 87 MLAs of the, of the value of an EPR. And I could use all of your guys' help with that. So any chance you get to actually talk about EPR, I know it's not the most fascinating dinner, dinner table talk, but try it out. Give it a shot. Go back to the old Breck, Breck hair, sh hair shampoo commercial. I know, shampoo, right? Tell two people, they'll tell two people, they'll tell two people. Hopefully we can get it through, th through the provincial government. Thank you. I appreciate your time.
Thank you for listening to this Sea Change Conference session. Search for On the Cusp, Alberta's circular podcast on iTunes and Google Play, or visit recycle.ab.ca to see the full slides and audio presentation.